The flat net ends the capital efficiency problem, and this creates an entirely different structure. How are those behind the capital efficiency iron curtain going to be able to deal with this? You've just asked one of the biggest questions facing the information industry in probably a century and a half. The problem with capital efficiency is that it is literally a visible barrier. It visible in the sense you can see it, but also it blocks your ability to see. Traditionally through all history, the capital efficient have never been able to see the opportunities that the, sorry, the capital inefficient have never been able to see the opportunities that the capital efficient have. Great example is Apple. Uh, Apple's capital efficiency allowed it to see all kinds of cloud-based opportunities, and members of Future Creators can follow our video tutorials on cloud membrane interaction, how Apple monetized an information surface on those interaction points and made money, and it could only do it because it was extremely capital efficient. Now, if you're on the other side of the capital efficiency iron curtain, you can't see any of this. You're blind. You don't know what's going on. Uh, you're unable to act there. You're unable to see anything. Um, much the same way as the people in the Soviet Union didn't see, understand, and couldn't act on what was happening in the West. Well, finally, of course, the Iron Curtain collapsed, and uh, the results have been spectacular, very complex, and destabilizing for most of those countries. Well, we have the same problem in modern telecommunications. How does a company that is exceptionally capital inefficient, Telefonica has a debt equity ratio of five, um, Verizon's is 3.8, AT&T's isn't much better. And you can go around the world and look at all these companies and you'll come up with staggeringly awful debt equity numbers. How can companies like that physically see these great new opportunities? And we had a fascinating situation here at Future Creators in September at our uh, one of our quarterly meetings webinars we had ubiquitous energy ubiquitous has a solar technology for windows and cleverly it uses the invisible part of the spectrum uh, to solarize and collects huge amounts of energy on staggering numbers and can do you know any office tower building high-rise whatever in the world the amount of energy they collect is incredible. Now, we, because of our capital efficiency paradigm and benchmarks, we can see how to use that, how to collect it, and harvest that energy. Your capital inefficient companies, they have no way of seeing it, figuring out how to harness it. Even though there is so much money involved in this, it's the Green New Deal that's bought and paid for, it puts the Saudis out of business, forget that Aramco IPO, and man, that's not worth anything. Um, but your capital inefficient companies can't see it. They just physically cannot see what's going on. We talked recently about Fios. Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, in your own neighborhood, uh, the, the kind of uh, effects of being capital inefficient with uh, the Fios implementation here in Westchester. Oh, man, uh, this is really something. You know, the... Um, the, the former CEO of Verizon, Ivan Seidenberg, put me on a field trial because we were having trouble getting Fios, even though it was on the street. The Verizon folks couldn't figure out 
whether or not we actually had Fios. Well, we did. It was on the street. had been there for a year. I went to Ivan, and I asked him, you know, what's happening? And he said, I'll put you on a field trial because we've got admin problems getting this done. Okay. Um, that was quite some time ago. Now, uh, in the years intervening, we had a big storm, Sandy. That was a hurricane that came through the New York region, uh, did a lot of damage. That was mm, quite a few years ago, 2012, seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. Well, to this day, the Fios cable on our block is tied to trees with a rope <laughs> because Verizon doesn't have the money. It's so capital inefficient, it cannot possibly afford to fix this stuff. Now, no news to anyone in telecom. If Verizon cannot manage its Fios infrastructure, there's no way it can put 5G small cells on that fiber backhaul and make that kind of network happen. It's not going to go on. So this whole structure of capital inefficiency sits at the core of Verizon's financials. It is a massive drain on free cash flow. The big Elliott management push at AT&T was reduce your CapEx. Reduce what you're spending on this kind of plant and pay us more dividends. Well, how do I pay you more dividends if my physical infrastructure is designed to lose customers and designed to drain cash at the same time? Well, this is not complicated. I mean, you teach business. It doesn't take much more than a first-year, first-term business student to figure this one out. <laughs> Speaking of somebody who may have figured this out, uh, we talked in an earlier podcast about six harmonics and this antenna that were really uh, from cell tower devices. Uh, this thing is no bigger than a cell phone. What kind of range does this have, and is this a, a capital-efficient model? This is a super interesting thing because the range is three to five kilometers, um, which is you know two to two to three miles more or less. It drops therefore naturally onto a cell tower footprint. So if you're a cell tower owner, this thing drops right onto your cell tower footprint. It opens up the potential for you to see beyond the capital efficiency iron curtain. And as in the case of uh, ubiquitous energy, you can start to harvest markets that no one else has ever seen before. This in turn creates a structure for you whereby instead of relying on rental revenues on your cell towers from three or four common carriers at the most, you can now talk about all kinds of new customer structures. Crown Castle did a deal with Amazon Web Services, uh, something we'd uh, figured out several years ago for them. And all of a sudden, Amazon Web Services now has an appearance on cell towers. Well, that is entirely new. Why shouldn't Disney have the same presence? What about Netflix? What about Walmart, for example? All these companies, these information-intense companies, can now appear on a cell tower. The Six Harmonics antenna can, can connect people in whole new ways to harvest products, services, everything for those other companies that no one else could have seen before, and we've already done it with ubiquitous energy, so we know. For more on the capital efficiency Iron Curtain and our decades of experience here in telecom, visit us at future-creators.com. Thanks, Francis. Hey, thanks, Robert.